Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Popcorn World. today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game or the next big moment, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book expert, and tell them the noise maker. You're now listening to the lead in the ACC. in black if i'm being honest i i just did and i'm here and i don't know what to do about that but i guess it doesn't really matter look like you're about to perform a heist i feel like that i didn't realize that until the screen popped up and i was like man i look like i'm about to go commit a crime or something but I, i'm not i'm just here with charlie ward and kendrick askins like you're on the set of dead presidents I don't feel, yeah i don't feel like i don't feel like kendrick, uh i mean charlie would go commit the crime with me anyway <laughs> like, I feel like the whole time he'd be trying to pray for me and talk me out of it. Uh, or not even be there with you. So No, you would be there I would because I wouldn't tell you where we were going. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking you to a vegan market. Like, right, right, right. Like, Charlie, we're going for a ride. What are we talking about right now? <laughs> How you today, man? So, How you feeling today, man? Good. Good. Yeah. It's good to see you guys. We got a special guest coming. I think he's uh, working through some technical difficulties, but that's okay. We'll be patient uh, with him. Young man by the name of John Alexander, who is uh, – uh, it's Believe in the ACC, by the way, Believe in the ACC podcast. But this time we're going to the other side of Believe in the ACC, where we have an ACC school in Duke, and their first opponent is this happens to be – uh, the team that this young man plays for. So that's kind of uh, interesting. So he, uh, he plays for Charlotte, the Charlotte 49ers. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm going to ask where they got that name because he's been to school for a little while now. And I want to know where he got, where they got the name the 49ers from. 
Because what were they called before? Because they, because Charlotte used to be UNC Charlotte, right? Yeah. Yes, they used to be UNC Charlotte. Were they, were so, they the 49ers then? I don't. I don't ever remember were. if they were. I thought they were the Rams or something. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I want to know. I'm curious to know what that um, you know where the name came from. So. Um, Maybe they was uh, mining for gold in Charlotte, North Carolina. See, that's, that's why I'm confused because at, traditionally we've known the 49ers to be the guys that left in 1849 to go get gold. Whereas I'm like, ain't no gold in Charlotte that I know of. <laughs> Maybe they started in Charlotte. <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused. But they got, I, they got I on their horses in Charlotte and headed west. <laughs> I want to know what, where it comes from. So I can't wait to, to find out. What the deal is? Um, anyway, how you guys been doing, man? You guys all right? Charlie, what's like? What's that coach's thing you're at? Coach's thing? I was at a event last night. Yeah. It was um, what was it? I, I was on the road last night. <laughs> Got back early this morning, early, early. Uh, it was a gridiron um, men's event at this church uh, that they have in uh, Montgomery, Alabama every year. They've had it for like 15 years. And um, I was blessed to be one of the, one of the speakers. I wasn't a keynote speaker, but I was one of the speakers. And it was a great event. Got a, ch- got a chance to catch up with um, my old boss uh, from Westbury Christian, um, Coach Greg Bland. He's the uh, head of school over at uh, Alabama Christian Academy, um, which is on the campus, uh, right next to the campus of Falkman University. So got a chance to go over and uh, see his school and see Faulkner, saw saw some old friends from Westbury Christian when I coached there, and then ran into my other our coach, one of my coaches, Coach Mark Rick, got a chance to have a little uh, lunch with him and uh, see him up close, hear his story about his Parkinson's and how that all uh, came about. And then he yeah. gave a great speech uh, message last night um, at the event. So it was about 800 men there. I mean, it was it was packed, but a great event. How's Mark? How's Mark doing? Uh, he's doing well. I mean, considering he's, he, as he says, he says he he um, he's still going, but he's just moving slow. So mm-hmm. um, that's part one of the symptoms of um, Parkinson's, um, where his brain has to catch up with his movements. So. Mm-hmm. Um, his brain may be thinking one thing, and his movement is a little delayed. So, but he's uh, doing well. He's managing um, that part of it, and he's still sharp. That's very cool. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely keep praying for that brother, man. He can get better. Uh, I, uh, I'm conflicted. I can't get. I can't. I mean, it's not right to give somebody the humble flex on my own. Conversation about Parkinson, so I'm not gonna do that. That's just nah, you don't need a humble flex. Yeah. I'm not even gonna give him a humble flex anyway. Yeah, uh, now you, however, for going to that tournament yesterday, that's a different story. How is that a flex for going I to mean, a tournament that I'm I invited mean, to every year? <laughs> should, that, should that matter? Should that matter? I'll let you be the deciding vote. No. <laughs> is he frozen? Who, 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 please tell us, like, on the text, you're like, uh. This is, um, we didn't ask for this. You yeah. volunteer the information. I agree, Charlie. I agree. But the information that I volunteered was a compliment to you guys. It was a compliment. <laughs> we appreciate it. We definitely appreciate it. But the compliment came with several significant name drops. Yes. This is who, this is who I'm, this is who I'm playing with. This is who right. I'm <laughs> I kind of feel like I kind of feel like that qualifies. If, but Charlie, again, okay, there you go. And that was a humble flex. That's fair. That's fair. Charlie, Charlie can't be the judge and the jury. 
that's not a that's not a fair jury. <laughs> not for you, it isn't. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we still got plenty of show left. We got a lot of show. <laughs> a lot of show left. Shout out to the noisemakers pulling up for our early morning uh, recording. We don't normally do early morning recordings, but here we are. Uh, while we're waiting on our guest, I want to get into something that's a little bit off the topic a little bit, but but still kind of relevant uh, to everything we're talking about. Um, I, this thing with Simone Biles with the mental health thing and her having what she that what she called the twisties, which I had never heard of that term. Obviously, I'm not in that world, so I never heard of that term. But when she described it, it was really scary because she said her mind and her body were not communicating. And so she do start her flips and you, everybody knows the type of flips and turns that she does in the air. And she said she wouldn't know where she'd be so disoriented. She wouldn't know where she was. She didn't know how to land. She was just lost. And I was thinking, geez, that's got to be kind of frightening to think that right. I'm, I'm in the air and I've forgotten what to do when I get there. So it was amazing to see her uh, perform this morning and to, to come away with a bronze medal off the balance beam was that might be her greatest medal of all time. I don't know. But my but where I want to take the conversation is, Charlie, I'll start with you. How hard is it to maintain mental health in a high performance sport uh you know when you're playing at sports at the highest level like this how hard is it to keep good mental health and is that discussed a lot in the locker rooms that you were in or or even now well i think it's at level now where that's where the word is i mean i think this it, the action, the activity around it has always been there. I think we've described it as something else, um, you know, throughout the time. But now, you know, it's mental health, which has been mental health all that time. We just right. describe it as mental health when we had challenges. And so, you know, as, as you mentioned, I mean, we all go through different things in our sports. Uh, and we can't say, well... I pushed through it because for her, um, I can only imagine be flipping in the air and then not knowing, uh, you know, what's going on from a mental aspect and you're landing, you know, you're up in the air and you're landing and that can be very, very challenging to try to work through. So I'm really surprised that she was able to come back. Uh, yeah. But then again, she may have felt comfortable with her routine uh, that she was doing on the balance beam uh, that it wouldn't be a, such a challenging um, feat uh, to be able to accomplish as far as, you know, finding the, the, the landing space um, on her moves. So uh, I think that, I think it's something that she had to work through. Uh, I, like I said, I wouldn't expect to to. Uh, do anything. I thought she was going to, uh, you know, bow out from the entire Olympics, but uh, it was kudos to her for uh, fighting that battle because that is tough. Um, you know, I was, I had issues. I mean, we all have issues and things we have to work through yeah. uh, from an athletic standpoint, but, you know, throwing interceptions and jumping in the air and not remember where you are, <laughs> like totally different. Um, yeah. you know, but they can both be seen as mental health challenges if you get hit and you may lose conscious and now, you know, or for a little bit, and now you're having to try to regain that by going back out there. Uh, not saying that you, uh, you had a concussion, but, you know, in a sense of just basically getting hit maybe losing a little focus, um, you know, for the time being, but throwing, going back out there and doing it again. Let's just use uh, Joe Theismann. Mm. When he got his leg broke. Yeah, that's a great example. Not, not saying that he was going to come back, but coming back from that injury, 
could be difficult um, even when you're healthy uh, because of the gruesome injury. Um, and now you're trying to fight that whole mental battle. And so if you're not able to come back from that, people are like, well, he's healthy, but why can't he come back? To me, that's a mental health issue that we all have to fight um, through. Even more modern example, Alex Smith. Alex the, Smith. Fact, the way he came back from that. And, and I don't know if he came all the way back, but he definitely played. He played, and he played pretty well, consider, all things considered. But you're right, man. Getting over that mental hurdle, I, I can't imagine. I, when, I, when she really explained it, it, I, I was like, well, yeah, you. I, it, I was already on her side, but when she really truly explained it to where the layman can understand, I was like, I don't know if you should ever flip again if you can't if you can't figure out where you are in the air. That that just I mean, that's extremely like, dangerous. I mean, oh man, and it's and like and every athlete I've talked to, and, and Charlie, I'm sure you you can attest to this, is that the hardest part from of coming back from a major injury is the mental part of it. It's not so much the physical part of it. And that's what every athlete's ever told me. And <laughs> you can attest to that too. Yeah. It's definitely a mental uh, block um, because I'm just going to use myself for an example. Um, I got gravely sick. Now I call it gravely, you know, it felt like I was <laughs> dying. Um, <laughs> I went to an Outback Steakhouse the night before we played. Um, and either I'm not sure which game it was. I think it might have been game uh, four of five uh, in against Chicago. And I got gravely sick. I was throwing up, diarrhea, everything the night before. And I felt like I, there was no end. I ended up missing the game. But to this day, I would not go and eat at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> well, there goes that sponsorship. Available. I'm just saying for the for the lay for the lay person who says, well, there's no mental health, but there are factors outside of sports that cause us to do things based upon our experiences and or not do things based upon our experiences. Yeah. And I'm sure we all have those types of stories where there's tragedies that's happened and we're like, I'm not going down that road again. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what, Charlie, that's a great example because we all, the truth of the matter is one of the, one of the coolest things that I will say is happening and as a result of sports uh, over the last, I'd even say the last seven or eight years, is that we are talking about mental health in a more public fashion now. Whereas there was such a stigma of weakness attached to it. Uh, and, oh, you're not mentally tough. You're this, that, and the other. Well, it has nothing to do with mental toughness. It has everything to do with uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a glitch in your system. It's no different than, than, than if, you, your computer starts to do something weird. You don't know why it's doing something weird. It's just doing something weird. And so, and we all have had that experience. And so to now public, it's you know what it feels like? It feels like a room full of men who all realize at the same time that their wives get on their nerves. <laughs> you too, you too? Wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you, I'm, you're having some of those same problems. And if you've ever been in one of those men's retreats, uh, you've seen that you've seen that moment where the, all the men go. We have this commonality of something that's happening in our lives that we that none of us have ever talked about, and it's a cool moment because it's almost freeing mentally and emotionally for all of us to realize that we're all human, and and, and to humanize mental health in that way. Uh, and yes, Mama Noise did walk by and give me the look when I said that. I was going to uh, say, uh, did, get, did she I, go to the store? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm messing with her. I'm messing with her because she was messing with me this morning. So I wanted to mess with her. <laughs> she was teasing me this morning. We're like, listen, we're like an 80 sitcom over here all the time. I think you're going to be sleeping in that room tonight. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, 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 
I got a Kendrick, I got a whole day to make up for this. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> you better get, get, get to thinking. Yeah. No, no, I'm, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll probably cook tonight. We'll be fine. That's great. So you better fire up the grill. Right, 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 right. I know the waiter at heart. I'm fine. No, listen, I've overcome that mental health issue a long time ago. But you know, uh, even if I want to even scale it down a little bit more, uh, Charlie, like how difficult is it to overcome like even um like an injury? Like a sprained ankle and stuff, isn't there? Like I know this. I know Charlie Ward. I'm not comparing in any way, but like even just to have a sprained ankle, I remember coming back from that, and there's a there's a mental trepidation because you're going, can I really do the stuff I was doing? Can I cut? Can I spin? Can I? And so you start to favor the other leg, and it's just weird. But how difficult is that to get over? Like even ment- uh, uh, physical problems like that. Uh, well, it's it's the same issue um, because I know even let's just say with a sprain or broken finger. Uh, I had a broken yeah. finger, um, and everyone processes and does different. You know, they they go about it differently. Some people have high to- uh, pain tolerance and they're able to work through it, and then some don't. Um, that's just how we're wired, um, and so one or the other is not. You know, people say you're tougher. Well, maybe so or maybe not. It depends on the person. Uh, but, you know, I played with a broken finger for like two weeks. Uh, wow. And pinky. And, yes, it did hurt. And I was able to manage through it. Uh, but when it was all said and done, I had to find different ways uh, to to play. It hurt like the Devons, uh, like, uh, and I just like man, I don't know how I'm playing through this, but I just found a way. Every time the ball came, you know, you could tell, and so that didn't hinder me from after I got back. It didn't hinder me from you know not catching the ball uh, firmly, what have you. Uh, but when we start talking about injury, it does take some time. The injury will be completely healed, but it takes time mentally to be able to get back to form. And that's the reason why you see a lot of guys with ACL, you know, ankle injuries. Um, Sometimes it, you know, it does take some time mentally to get back. Um, I'm watching the All-American right now. I don't know if you guys watch that. I'm watching it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is a a prime example of – you know, mental, uh, mental grind. Um, and so, you know, he got, ended up, I'm forgetting his name. He got shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And now, you know, every time he thinks about it, his, his arm goes numb. Mm-hmm. And so it's just that that's what people go through. Um, and that is real. I mean, that's a real thing. And so, I just think we have to continue to just look at all of these things and say, man, if you've never been through it, it's hard to say what you would do. Um, And I've never been a gymnast, so I can only have compassion for her. Um, I mean, I've done cartwheels, not flips. There you go. (laughs) So that's the same. It's the same. Charlie, we need to to see that. We need to see you. Cartwheel across the I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I am here for a Charlie Ward podcast cartwheel anytime you're ready for it. Is that how you broke your pinky doing cartwheels? <laughs> I, uh, I, won't say, I won't say how I broke my pinky. I do have a I had a question too. Yeah, uh, Charlie is uh, something I know you can you can definitely answer is like Simone Biles. I mean, it's so much pressure on her because she, she's the one she's, you know, she's all the spotlight is on her. And I'm sure you went through that same thing when you were at Florida state, when you're the man, you're making your Heisman trophy campaign, you um, going for a national championship. When that, when that spotlight is glaring on you like that, how, how much does it weigh on you? How much do you feel that pressure when you're going through it? Um, I don't, I don't know if it's more pressure on you from the outside or pressure that you put upon yourself to be able to be there for your team. 
uh, to be able to excel at a high level. Um, and so, you know, that's the pressure. I think most uh, when you talk about athletes uh, who are in that realm or people are putting, putting them in, in a certain position, um, you know, I think they're, they're driven to be the best that they can be for their team. Um, and so, you know, there are some outside pressures that people may feel uh, to compete or stay at that level. Um, but I don't doubt, you know, when we talk about Simone Bo, uh, Biles, uh, I don't doubt that she had a real issue um, because she's a competitor. And she, I don't see her being that person like, I'm just not going to do it. Um, because she's a team person. She, You don't get to that position um, and say that I'm just going to buy out. You know what right. I mean? Like, we got, right. gold, we got gold medals on the line to be able to, you know, put your name in history and all those types of things. You just don't automatically say, I'm just going to buy out. Um, buy out because of, you know, something small. And so mm. I just think it, this is something that's real and, and big. And I don't know if it, if the stress got to her, but it was definitely something that she didn't feel comfortable doing. And I just say hey, kudos to the coaches because they didn't pressure her uh, to making her feel like she needed to be there. Uh, they trusted the athlete because she's earned that trust, but everyone does, um, especially when they say they have an issue and they – went on you know that's the way life is if someone who may your best player may not be able to go but you still have to find a way to uh to move on and the young ladies that took her spot you know that was their opportunity and they yeah. were prepared for it you know i heard something this morning that kind of somewhat disturbed me a little bit uh dan orlowski uh was talking about carson wentz's <laughs> I know, I know what that hand meant. Listen, <laughs> we haven't even said anything to each other, and I know what that hand meant. Uh, yeah, he was talking about Carson Wentz, his injury, and that he's and he made the statement that Carson Wentz owed his team to play through the pain. And I was thinking about that this morning. I'm going, I understand the old school mentality of what he's saying. I I I, I think that's the danger. Because we're trying to measure people's pain and we're trying to measure their tolerance. And I'm saying, well, it's just pain. You got to play through that. I mean, isn't Carson Wentz's injury like it's in like a six to 12 week injury? It's not like it's just it's like a sprained ankle or something. I mean, it's like well, a serious he, injury. <laughs> he was saying once he gets to the rehab phase, he needs to play through it. And I'm going, dude, I, that's part of the problem because we're, we're, we're pushing people because we're dangling their jobs in front of them and saying, play through it. And so now that's a mental challenge. Now you got to overcome two mental hurdles, the mental hurdle of rehabbing and the mental hurdle. If I don't play through it, they're going to take. And, and oh, by the way, uh, Nick Foles is on speed dial. Well, I was thinking about Carson Wentz this morning going, can you imagine the mental torture that this dude is going through? He can't escape uh, Nick Foles. He's just got, listen, Carson Wentz is never going to become a Christian at this point. He's like. <laughs> Let me tell you what's not going to happen in Indianapolis. Nick Foles is not walking through that door. <laughs> well, you say that, but here's the thing. Well, my thing is, and, and it ties into the mental part, if you're Carson Wentz, you already done lost, basically lost the Super Bowl because of Nick Foles. They have a, they built a, tro a statue of Nick Foles outside of the stadium that was your home stadium. Then you get hurt at your new place, and then they bring this guy back. Whatever, that's not happening. They paid, they paid too much money for Carson Wentz for for them to go do that to him but, again. But here's the but here's the problem though. You say that, but here's the problem. And, and Charles, this is where I want you to jump in after I say this. Frank Wright got to keep his job. At the end of the day, he got to keep his job, and that whole staff got to keep his job. And, yeah, they could go with the kid, Eason, but 
Nick Foles is plug and play. He knows this offense. He knows what they're going to run. It, 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 barring the little subtle changes of the play calling, he can, pl- he can take Nick Foles right off of Chicago's staff and put him right into their offense and keep going. So on paper, saying- that sounds that sounds good. Right. But their future is Carson Wentz. I agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> but, but, John, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. What, and the mental health challenge of that. I mean, I mean, we all have mental health challenges when our job's on the line or yeah. when things are stressed or stress is coming our way. So uh, those are just things we have to you know, live through and work through um, when we start talking about our jobs. Uh, and, you know, there are ways that he could probably heal up quicker. Um, I don't know. Uh, to be able to get back uh, and perform – but, you know, those are management decisions they have to make when it comes to who's going to replace. Uh, There's a great time for Jacob Eason uh, to, you know, solidify his position as a NFL quarterback uh, with the reps that he's going to be getting uh, while Carson is out. And they're trying to figure out who's going to be uh, the, the backup and all those different types of things. And, you know, if they're going to, Go after Nick Foles. Uh, I'm still just, I mean, Nick Foles is third string right now. And maybe it is a system. Maybe it is opportunity that he didn't get in Chicago. Um, But this is since he left Philly, this is like his second team. So I don't know if, you know, sometimes you can make it, you can have a run like he had. um, And then, Time catches up with you because people know uh, who you are and what and how to you know game plan against you and times get tough. Um, but I just I don't know if the Nick Foles is the answer um, or maybe he is the answer. I don't know. Maybe he is a good stopgap help to be able to be there for Jacob Eason, um, but also it depends on what type of team they have around Jacob Eason. Um, to be able to, you know, if they have a very good defense, then they can kind of manage that. Uh, but you also saw some young players uh, last year do well um, in their respective uh, on their respective teams. Uh, and so maybe Jacob Eason can be that guy. It's his second year, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. He can be that guy to, uh, you know, elevate his stock uh, during this time. And they may be comfortable with him being the guy. I liked them in college. And, you know, the Colts last year, I mean, the Colts were good last year. Their defense is one of the best defenses in the league. So they, they I would imagine they're going to lean on that. They're going to lean on the running game a lot when Easton does come in there. I just can't see – I just can't see them. I would, I would be shocked as well. I just can't see it happening. I'd be shocked as well. I'm not going to hold you. I, I, I would be stunned if they did that. I would like, man, they're going to have to put – they're going to have to – uh, bringing Nick Foles and uh, 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 a brand new couch to lay uh, Carson <laughs> to help him with his mental health because that's a lot. That's absolutely a lot. Uh, okay, so we're still waiting on John Alexander to. to, to I think he's close. It, it, it looks like he's close. There we go, John. Can you hear us? Yeah, yes, sir, I can hear you. What's up, buddy? How you doing? It's good to see you, man. Yes, sir. It's good to see you too. I thought y'all said Tuesday night, man. I oh no, no. <laughs> well, it's both. It's both. We got you. It's both. both shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. But, yes, sir. Yes, but it's sir. all good. John is is getting ready for us. Uh, wow. Well, oh no, you. we we good. I'm I'm up and ready. <laughs> there you go. There we go. <laughs> Give us a little eye candy for the ladies. I like it. Come on, man. Put, put your shirt down and all that, man. It's really because Charlie's jealous. Yeah, 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 that's what it is. That's what it is. That's where it all comes down to. I was going to say, because. I don't know, man. I, I think it's going to take a whole, more, a whole lot more than some errors to take take away a Heisman winner. Uh, <laughs> well, listen, I didn't have no problem with it because it does wonders for our ratings. We're great. <laughs> um, all right, Trip. It's good to have you here, man. And, and and let me just tell you something, uh, John. You are an, an, a very unique athlete, and your story is 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 inspiring, bro. Because you, 
and there's a term that I love that the young people came up with. I say the young people. That's, that shows me how old I am right now. Oh, uh, but the, the, the term of getting it out of the mud. You are that kind of player that you started, you know, with what you had and made the most out of it. Right. And I wanted, I want you to tell the people and, and Charlie, Mr. Charlie Ward and Mr. Kendrick Haskins, tell them how you started your journey, brother. Uh, so really just, uh, really just uh, high school for real. Like uh, my freshman year, I just went up to uh, my old high school uh, yesterday and just talked to the young kids and whatnot. Because uh, a lot of people like look at where I'm at today, and, like the opportunities that I have, and they think like, "Oh yeah, he easily a six three DB. Oh, he 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 always had it." But they don't understand like my freshman year, I mean my sophomore year of high school, I was actually kicked out of uh, Eastern Hills, and I had to go to alternative school. So I was telling them all that, and they was like, "Dang you!" I'm like, "Yeah, bro. Like, you feel me? I'm just, I'm just like y'all. I just decided that soon I didn't want to be that." that guy no more to just, you feel me, be attention seeking. I wasn't just handling my business. So uh, after, I, after I got kicked out of alternative school, I mean, after I got kicked out of uh, that school, I went to alternative school. And then after that, I went back to public school my junior year. And then that's when I just started staying out the way and whatnot. And then, uh, so I guess as I went to alternative school, every D1 school, they just come up there, they used to always be like, why did you go to alternative school, this, that, and the other? So they none of them want to take a chance on me because they thought I was a bad kid. Um, I really just tell them I was just young. I was like 13 years old, just, just stupid, just trying to be a follower, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, at the high school, I just I signed to a D2 and uh, talked to one of my coaches and uh, my uncle and whatnot. And they told me like, don't go D2. They told me just go JUCO. And it was like, you go JUCO, you you had a possibility of going D1. So uh, I ended up going JUCO, and then uh, it all just worked out for real. Well, it worked out in a big way because you went from being this unknown guy with his special talent to being the number 14-ranked JUCO player in the nation. And yeah, ended so, up in Kansas so State. Because, like, yeah. a lot of people will say, like, Google will never lie, but it actually do lie because, like, if you go on my if you go on my JUCO profile, it'll say, like, I was, like, the 13th or 12th best safety in the nation. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, 12th best safety in the nation, but – Whole time I never played safety that season. We had like we had like six corners uh, going into fall camp and like four of them toward the ACLs. Uh, it was crazy. So I ended up I played corner the whole season while I was at JUCO. Really? I never, yeah, I never even played safety. And they just they just ranked me at safety like this off respect. Cause like in the spring, in, in that same spring, I was the number one safety in the nation. Like I was handling business. Uh, I went to visit to LSU. Like I, I was going crazy, but then. I really just took a risk for real because my coach had – I sat down with my coach, and I was like, what are we going to do? We don't have no corners. We only got walk-on corners. He was like, man, I don't know. And I, I told him, I was like, I play corner. He's like, you play corner? I was like, I don't know, but I will. <laughs> wow. Games. And then he told me, he said, man, if you go play corner, so I want you to know that you're going to lose all your recruits. I was like, so as long as we win games, I'm not too much worried about getting recruited right now. That's going to handle itself. So, wow. Corner that whole season. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, that's sir. absolutely amazing. A six-three corner, that's got to be intimidating. A little bit. <laughs> I like, I like with four-four like, feet. Yeah. Like the pressure, because it's like, it's like your team trust, trusting, trusting you. It's like, at safety, you can really like hide yourself, because you like just making up for others, stuff like that. But at corner, it's no hiding. Yeah. If, somebody, if somebody make a play over there, we know it's your fault. Yeah, right, 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 right. Which one do you prefer? I like corner to be honest. I I haven't even really told nobody, but I had like talked to a little uh talked to a little uh uh I want I don't know I don't want to use the wrong words. Messing my eligibility, but yeah, don't mess up your we're not yeah. here for that. <laughs> you talked to somebody in the know. Right, right. There you go. Somebody that knows more than me. There you go. They told me that that the thing that's booming right now in the NFL is is straight nickels and corners. So they was telling me don't don't get caught up too much in the big hitting and things like that. Make sure you get your picks and stuff like that because uh, they was telling me like everybody needs a corner. They were like it was like seventeen corners drafted this year. That was the most ever. Uh, it was like seven in the first round. That's never been done. Uh, and they, they he was just telling me like just take care of your forty and uh, make sure you get some coverage snaps this year. 
You like that's what that's the scouts are leaning towards right now. Well, it's a passing league now. That's, yeah, right. that's, that's yeah. I mean, you know, you saw the Dak Peck Prescott's contract and Patrick Mahomes is a passing league. Right. <laughs> so, so, so as long as guys are getting, but as long as guys are getting that kind of money to pass the ball, guys are going to also have an opportunity to take it away from them. So that's yep. that's definitely good wisdom. Uh, that whoever it was. That gave that to you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but now I want to talk about something else, man. That that is really fascinating about you. You 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 chose to opt out last year, uh, and then you got in the transfer portal. What was that whole experience like? If you uh, and then talk about something that I thought was really interesting in your profile. You said in the midst of all of this, you found your why. Uh huh. Yeah, I, it was really like uh, it was really like this last year around this time. Uh, George Floyd had ended up dying, and uh, you now they did the ride and all that stuff. So we had like a little uh, we had a controversy go down at, at Kansas State, and it was just like the, about the Black Lives Matter movement, like that, and uh, some of the some of the uh. Some of our teammates, they 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 didn't want to take a stand with us. Like they were like, at first they did take a stand. We said we wanted to post something, we wanted to do this, we wanted to do that. They was like, we cool with it, let's do it. And then we ended up, everybody posted it. Everybody was quote unquote taking a stand. And uh, yeah, out of nowhere, that all, all the all the uh, all the teammates that were from Kansas, I'll say that. Everybody else from Kansas, they, they they bailed on us. So I called my coach back here, uh, Coach Duffy, and I was asking him, I was like, Coach, like, what, what we doing? Like, they, they saying they want to go back. They don't want to protest no more. And he just told me, he said, man, I want you to know something. He said, you are a stand-up guy. And he's like, that, that's just who you are. He was like, but you have to understand, like, what you where you at in life is not about taking a stand. It's more about business because uh, – he basically just told me straight up. He said, "Hey, right now they just want y'all to shut up and ball." And he just told me just like that. He was like, "They don't, they don't want to hear you stand up for what you believe in. They want you to go play football. Like they don't want you to protest and say I'm not going to work out, thing like that. They just want you to shut up. And when we when we buy a ticket, we want to see you out there playing football." And he was like, "But if you stand for something," he said, "I want you to know that it can go south really fast." So we all just took a stand for it, and. uh yeah, that's 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 basically what happened. Everybody ended up dispersing, and, and you know, we just never came back. Did that, did that play? A, did that play a big part in your in your decision to transfer? Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, if you if you look at it, I mean, it's it's crazy because they they still haven't reached out to me. But some of my old coaches at Kansas State reached out to my coaches at Charlotte, and they were telling them like, uh, I don't know if you want John on your team. Uh, John is John is going to lead the lead the young guys the wrong way, and I was asking them like, how did I leave in the wrong way? And they were telling me like, when you opted out, all the young dudes opted out, and then all of them transferred too. And I was like, that that wasn't my intention. Like that that was their decision. You know, I don't, I don't I never told them to do none of that stuff. And they were like, yeah, you didn't tell them to, but when they seen you do it, they made them want to do it. And I was like, man, y'all would have just stood on like what y'all said that y'all wanted to stand with us, and this wouldn't even be an issue. But uh, yeah, as soon as I opted out, it was like, sheesh, I want to say like eight dudes opted out right after me, and then like at least six of them had hit the portal. And after that, it was just down here. We had like at least twelve people hit the portal, twelve, thirteen people hit the portal. Wow! Yeah. I would imagine it's a little easier to take that take a stand in Charlotte than it is in Manhattan, Kansas. Am I wrong on that? Only thing you gotta take a stand in Charlotte, like. <laughs> different environment like it's more hands-on i don't know if it's because it's a smaller school but i like it i honestly like it for real that's Charlotte's a cool town i love i love charlotte yeah i love and, charlotte bro. and we got like cool coaches like that's one thing like uh when coaches be asking me like yesterday like coach be asking me to talk to like the young kids about college and things like that i was telling them like one thing that you should know is uh your environment like recognize where you grew up and then if that if that college town don't fit where you grew up, then don't go there. 
because that's just so it's so important because I didn't realize like every school has a uh, director of uh, football operations, and when they hire a head coach, they're going to hire in order to sell to sell tickets to that stadium. But in order to sell tickets, they have to attract what people around them like. So I didn't see it like that. So basically, I didn't see it till I came back home and I seen like Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson like tough, he hard nosed, but that's what Fort Worth is. That's what Fort Worth and, is. You're right. And then you got Manhattan, Kansas. It's sweet. It's it's elegant. It's sweep under the rug. But that just that that's not how I fit in. And then like I recognized it, and that's 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 what really uh, drove me to Charlotte for real because. I just know Charlotte is, is just your own city. You know, they don't, they're not going to try to change nothing like that. Uh, it's crazy because, like, the, our head coach is, like, 36. I just went out to dinner with him uh, Thursday before we had left. And, uh, yeah, we was just chopping it up. And he was just telling me, like, scouts are going to roll in. Scouts are going to ask about you and what I'm going to say. And I was like, dang, it's crazy. Like, I just had a power five, and I was not getting his conversation. He was like, yeah, it's not about where you at. It's just about what you do when you get there for real. Absolutely. Speaking, was- of being, speaking of being there, I have to ask you this question. We asked it before you got on because we didn't know. Uh, why are y'all called the 49ers? Surely you know by now why you call the 49ers. I really do not. <laughs> I don't even know what Okay, John, your assignment this season is to find out so when we bring you back postseason, you need to know why they called the 49ers. I have to know because if you if you have the best whoever has the best week of practice, they have to work number 49. <laughs> okay. I, you know, that's awesome. Charlie, uh when you see a young man like John, who who is cut different, I would say, because he's 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 got this supreme talent, 6'3", potentially a corner, potentially a safety, whichever one, uh, uh, you know, he's going to uh, – you're playing safety or corner in Charlotte? Uh, I'm playing safety. Okay. So, but but in the NFL, he may, you know, he may do some of both. What's the best advice you would give a young man in his situation? Uh, well, versatility is always good. Uh, being able to be versatile, you know, playing corner – was something that people saw. You could always bring that film up. And now that you get an opportunity to play safety, uh, that just shows that you can play either, either spot. And so when you start talking about NFL and roster spot and all those things, uh, you can do more, I think, even special teams. You know, I'm sure you're going to be on some form of special teams. That's another uh, way that you can show versatility as well because you may not, I mean, you can be drafted as a safety or you can be drafted as a corner, but if you can be on the special teams, that's another spot that you may be able to, uh, you know, take. So, you know, I'm about options. You know, if you have the ability to have options, you know, do it and being versatile, um, you know, that plays a big part in where the way people see you along with the character, um, you know, that, that's going to sustain you um, long term uh, when you start looking at your position and how people see you. Um, you definitely want them to say you have great character, um, leadership ability, all those things play a big part. Uh, but I just know that, you know, whenever you have an opportunity to be in, to be versatile and have great character uh, and you have an ability, athletic ability, it plays great, you know, it looks really, really good when I'm going to talk to uh, someone of your stature about you, um, to a scout or whomever it may be. So, you know, what you're doing, your experiences, we're all shaped by them. Um, and it's just a matter of what we learn from them to be able to move forward, to be able to help someone else. So what you're doing is commendable. Um, and God has given you this platform for a reason. Uh, every, uh, I'm a big believer that, you know, he prepares us for everything. So everything that you've gone through, uh, it happened for a reason. And that reason more than likely is for you to help someone else. Um, you didn't give up. You still haven't, you're still moving, you're still working. And so the goal is, is for you to just share your story with others so that they may not make some of the same mistakes that you made. Uh, but if they have, they still can see that, Hey, if you persevere, you can do it. You can make it. 
And um, that's the way, you know, um, I think we all have to live our lives because when we give up on something, then that means that it's going to be hard for us to tell someone else how to how to make it. I'm excited that the, the openings uh, game is against Duke because you have you have an opportunity to, to make some noise right off the top. How excited are you about that? I love it because uh, it's supposed to be like our most sold out game ever because it's the first time they have a power five team in their stadium. So, wow. yeah, I'm excited just to show like, you know, it, I don't know because they, they, they saying that we project to win two games, but they haven't. They haven't seen what what we got transferred in, and then uh, they saying if we upset Duke, it'd be like the biggest upset in Charlotte football history. But it's crazy because the people that we have transferred in, we don't take Duke serious. We got me from Kansas State. We just landed a corner from KU. Uh, we have another corner from Purdue. Those are two people on the outside. Have a DN from Notre Dame. Uh, D tackle from Iowa State. Uh, we got two linebackers from Troy University. So yeah, we we pretty we pretty low. It's like everybody is new. Like nobody even knows like what we have. Uh you know, that's just the defensive side of our offense. We just got a tackle from the University of Florida, just got a guard from the University of Arkansas. Uh we just got a transfer receiver. He's man, excellent. Uh so yeah, I'm I'm excited just to show like, you know, this this is a whole new team. I understand that like, what they've been in the past and we respect that, but you know, this is about to be a different story. John, I just need to ask this question. Yes, sir. Uh, you talked about all those other people. Uh-huh. Uh, I just need to know who the trigger man is because that's going to take you further than. Because uh, if you don't have a trigger man, uh, all those people can be non-existent in some form or fashion. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> know who that trigger man is. Because that, that those decisions that guy makes can make or break, you know, the thing. A, a, a game. Yeah. And so, who is that guy? Is he is he worthy of being being talked about? You know, it's crazy because I think the entire well, it, it actually was like uh, my head coach took me out to dinner on Thursday before I left, and he told me the point of me uh, coming out here was just to talk to me about one situation. He was like, you cannot go dye your hair red. You cannot come to my school, be 6'3", 220, and, and the best player on defense. He said, you cannot come to my school and wear number one and not be the guy. He was like, you have to be the guy. He was like, you made all the – I had like 12 interceptions in the spring. He was like, so you, you made all these plays so far. He was like, everybody around you respects you, and they barely even know you. He was like, you have to be, you have to be the guy for me. Like everybody that transferred in, they they almost transferred in for me. Like the corner from Purdue, he I went to uh, junior college with him at Kilgore. Then uh, the other corner from KU, we connected because he was at KU, I was at K State. So it was just like everybody, everybody is leaning towards me. It's if I make a play, like just like the spring game, we had a spring football game this year. Uh, the first drive they went down, scored, and the second defense went on. They went they went down, scored on them. And then the next position, I got a pick. And after I got a pick, it was over with. I got a pick. Somebody else got a pick. And then the offense fumbled the ball. And offense uh, fumbled the ball again. It was just it – was, it was uphill from there for the defense. So, so, I is, so does this mean you have a great defense and the offense is going to struggle? Or, <laughs> or, or, or your defense is just so good that the offense is going to get better because they're playing against y'all every day? I think I think it's really just the momentum side of things. Like that that's just like the defense's uh motto. Like our defense coordinator, he literally says it every morning. He says, What what's our uh what's our motto? And everybody says momentum is always coming our way. And it's like even if things are good, if things are good, it's cool, we need more momentum to come our way. If things are going bad, we just know stay down because momentum is coming our way. So are you are you who's who's gonna be who do you think is the starter? I mean, you made May or may not know this at this early stage, but is it Dom? Is it Dom Shopner or is it Chris Reynolds? Who's the quarterback? Who's gonna? Who do you think is gonna be the? So week one, snap one. I think everybody thinks it's gonna be Chris Reynolds. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's really James. James Foster has a has a uh, he has the best chance to play. Really, the sophomore. Uh. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, okay. 
right. You said that you said that like you got an inside track. I'm not gonna ask you to spill it here. But it's like, that did you did y'all catch that? He was like, it's really James Foster. Like, we start file camp on Thursday, so we gonna see. Oh, uh, this Thursday coming up. Yeah, yeah, sure. We started Thursday coming up. Wow, wow, wow. Well, man, we, we wish you all the success in the world, man. And uh I, I'm a I'm definitely rooting for you because I, I like who and what you are and what you represent, man. It's it's uh it's special. Um because you don't see young people who uh one will stand up at any cost for what they believe. Uh that's rare these days. Uh and then two, the fact that you uh have kept fighting throughout all your life to get to where you're trying to get to, man. That's impressive. So uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the underdog. So uh, I love it. I love it. Charlie, you got any? Uh, oh. I, I know we talked a lot about football Yeah. and NFL. What, what are you What are you interested in outside of football, like your major? Um, what, what are you interested in outside of football? So I actually just graduated with my uh, social science degree. And uh, it's okay. Because as soon as I graduated, my old principal reached out to me from uh, Eastern Hills High School, and he told me, uh, he told me that if I if I wanted to stop playing football today at 21 years old, tell me come to his house right now, and he would he, he would personally take me up to Fort Worth ISD and put a good word in for me to be the AD, and I was laughing because I was like that, that's crazy, coach. Like like why would you even say I'm 21? And he was like the only thing I need you to do is give me three years at any F- FWISD school. And I can put you in the door to be the AD. Wow, crazy! Because I know he has that that kind of pull because he he was just running for the mayor, um, and I know he end up winning the next term. Uh, uh, he he's a great guy. Like it's nobody that went to Eastern Hills High School that will tell you different. Everybody loved him. His name Chad McCarty. Uh, he played football at TCU. Uh, had a little stand in the league. Uh, his brother went to the league as well. So uh, yeah, everybody loves him. Do you see yourself coming back to Fort Worth when everything when your when your football career is over a long, long time from now? <laughs> uh yeah, I'd say a long time from now, but uh maybe not Fort Worth in particular, maybe like a surrounding city. Yeah. Uh, LA Grand Perry, something like that. Uh definitely when I make it out, I'm, I don't want to just keep surrounding myself with that kind of environment. Just because of, uh the kind of people that I do hang around with when I come to Fort Worth. Uh, you know, you just never know what they getting themselves into while you're away. So. I love that he's aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are you shaking your head, Charlie? Yeah, you, you're doing right. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've seen. We've we had seen. to learn that the hard way. Came home one time and, and my friends did something. Now, I, I, I was caught up in it just because I came home and I was surrounding myself with him. I was like, man, you just never know. Because yeah. I was out of school practicing. Handle my business, going to school. I came home and, you know, could have lost my life easily. Wow. Well, stay yeah. away from that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Stay, stay in Charlotte. Yeah. Stay, <laughs> in Charlotte. <laughs> stay in Charlotte. Stay in Charlotte. Well, man, I, like I said, we are excited, man, and uh, glad to have you here uh, on today's show. And uh, looking forward to have you tonight on the five. This is gonna be <laughs> I, that's I, gonna I, be a lot of fun too. I'll be, I'll be on time tonight. <laughs> no problem, man. No problem. It actually worked out really, really well, so don't worry about that part. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is John Alexander from Charlotte. He's going to let us know what a 49er is at some point. And, uh, <laughs> that's going to be fun to know. Maybe he'll find out for the five. <laughs> that'd be, yeah, listen, that'd be great. That'd be great. That would be great. So, uh, But thanks for coming on with us, man. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys for having me. All right, buddy. This year, good kid, man. Yeah, good kid. I, 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 I mean, think that he, size at corner. I mean, well, listen, if he, can, <laughs> if he can do exactly what he was advised to do and become multifunctional, like you said, Charlie, multifaceted in his skill set and become a potential special team, I can't see somebody passing on that kind of size and speed. Now, I don't know. I watched some of his stuff. I don't know if that's first round yet, second, whatever. But And, and a lot's going to be determined by what he does this season. But, man, 6 3 4, four speed. That's, that's in, you're in, the, you're in, you got, you're in the conversation at that point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're in the conversation. All right. Well, Charlie, 
Do you have any shout outs as we close out the show today? Do you have any shout outs? Um, I guess shout out to all of the Olympians that we've been watching all the Olympics and, you know, all the Olympians who've uh, medaled. Um, you know, they've been waiting for like two years or like five years to get to this one year, um, you know, after uh, the last Olympics with last year, you know, not happening. So just kudos to all those that, you know, were able to push through to, to get medals, um, whether it was gold, silver, or bronze. And, you know, just happy for all of them, all the U.S. Olympians. Um, I know we still have some, some more uh, events to go, but the men's basketball team ended up winning last night, I saw. Yeah. Uh, they were winning as I was getting home. <laughs> Although it wasn't, it wasn't, it's just, uh, at this point, at this point. A win is a win. A win is a win. And, that's, <laughs> and I think that's what's going to have to happen with this team. you just like, it ain't going to be pretty, but whatever. Just win the game. Yeah. Because yeah. we've seen the other side. Yeah. We got some breaking news real quick. Uh, Simone Biles just finished her press conference, I guess, not maybe just a little while ago. And she also mentioned, going back to our mental health conversation earlier, that her aunt just passed this week mm. in the midst of all that was going on. So she was in a really bad headspace. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, she had to talk to her parents. And she, according to this, she said they told her there's nothing she can do from where she was. She said, just go finish your week and come home and we'll deal with it all. But obviously – with the combination of everything that was going on, she was just in a really bad headspace and just a bad uh, set of circumstances mm-hmm. that uh, she was dealing with. So, again, the fact that she was able to meddle at all in the midst of all of this was is pretty amazing. So, She's uh, an amazing athlete. And, yeah. she, and I've, I've never met her, but from what I can just tell from the outside looking in, she's an even better person than she is an athlete. Yeah. So I echo Charlie. My shout out would be shout out would be to echo what Charlie said to all the Olympians that have uh, pushed through everything to be uh, Olympians in the midst of a COVID situation. <laughs> and uh, just it's the Olympics. This Olympics is unlike anything else we've ever seen. Uh, and the fact that they're uh, excelling in that at all is pretty impressive. So. Uh, that would be my echoed shout out to Charlie Ward. So, uh, Kenny, you got anybody? Or Charlie, were you done? I'm sorry, I kind of cut you off there, but um, yeah, um, <laughs> I don't, don't want to start a whole another conversation about this. Uh, these folks who are trying to get together these schools and all this. So, well, we can say that one for uh. Yeah. Um, for um, Monday, because that is a good one we need to get into. This is crazy, and it's going to get crazier. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think we could probably save that one for Monday. But yeah, it, there'll probably be a whole new conference by Monday. It could be. <laughs> it could be. We could be dealing with a whole new situation. So, um, can you got any shout outs? I actually got uh, two shout outs. First off, shout out to Louisville Trinity High School. Um, First time that I can remember in this area where they had an athlete drafted in all three uh, major drafts. They had um, uh, former athletes, Rondell Moore, the wide receiver from Purdue. He went to Trinity. He got drafted by the Arizona Cardinals in the NFL draft. Then you had Dalen Lyle, the baseball player. He was drafted by Washington in the MLB draft. And then last week, David Johnson, former UofL uh, point guard and played at Trinity, got drafted in the second round of the NBA draft. So shout out to Trinity High School because obviously they're they're churning out athletes over there. They've always been good at football, but now they've branched out and they're good at all the sports. So shout out to them. It's not a bad thing to put on the marquee if you can. No, not bad at all. Come here and become a professional athlete. That's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Then my other shout out goes to my teammates in my golf scramble yesterday. Shout out to Andrew Chernoff, who I only threatened to hit with the golf cart once and, and only tried to swing a golf club at his face seven times. Then, 
What's right now? <laughs> U of L volleyball coach Danny Boosman Kelly. She she's an awesome, awesome coach, awesome person. Had a great time with her, and also Presley Meyer. He um, he carried our team. He had the longest drive by a mile. He played golf at Spalding University, and they carried me because I am terrible, very terrible. I admit it. <laughs> I don't have no problem with it. And yeah. we finished fourth place, tied for fourth place at eight under in the scramble. So shout out to them for carrying me. <laughs> and shout, shout out to you for sending me your entire swag bag. See what I did there? So <laughs> now, it's on tape. There's a whole lot of swag in that bag. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's on podcast now. It's recorded, so there's no excuses. Um, <laughs> see what I did there? Well, this has been fun, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we will be with it again on Monday. We have a few more of the uh, the one a weeks, and then we'll be back to our, I guess, our old schedule, whatever that was, uh, or whatever <laughs> it's going to be. I'll say it that way. Um, and then we'll start to preview this ACC season that's coming up. Man, this is uh, going to be a very interesting season, to say the least. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of moving least. parts, literally. A lot of moving parts. <laughs> a lot of different things going on all over the place so we will get in start to get into that here very very soon so until then that is our only heisman trophy winner charlie ward that is our own our, our hall of famer kendrick haskins the only one from fern creek that we know of i'm just lloyd spence but i'm i hear i drive the train high on love so when we get back we'll do it all over again have a great week to each and every one of you and we'll see you next time You've been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward, Lloyd Spence, and Kendrick Haskins. Please like, follow, subscribe, and share from the Noisemakers page on Facebook and on YouTube. And you can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and wherever podcasts can be heard. And join us next time on Believe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.